All right, a couple of us are back from an exciting trip up north to Lake Erie in Detroit, and we got plenty to share there. NBA Finals are winding down. Is it going to end tomorrow? I don't know. We'll find out. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian Boogie. Speaking of Canadians, we missed you this past weekend. You were up in my old neck of the woods. I used to live up in Michigan. Ah, we uh, took our annual uh, fishing trip to Port Clinton, Ohio, Mr. Brown, but we decided to make a little detour and go a little further north. So, yeah, yeah. Detroit was weird for me. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I've never been in Michigan. Neither of you. As soon as we crossed the border, there was dispensaries, uh, pot dispensaries everywhere. They love their weed. It was amazing. Uh, I didn't realize because I, I should know this, but just not being there, that you just cross the bridge, and you're in Canada, and then we'll get into it in a minute. But we just happened to sit behind the Blue Jays bullpen. We're surrounded by idiots, but we can elaborate on that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was definitely trying not to be in the right lane and end up in Canada and get stuck in customs trying to turn around. So I feel like we're all right. But the thing that kind of stood out to us driving through Detroit is the traffic. What traffic? Exactly. Like Toledo had traffic. A zombie apocalypse hit Detroit, and you guys were the last to find out. I mean, we know their population has shrunk a little bit, but we didn't realize people just couldn't afford to drive up there anymore. So if they're not driving anymore, can you still call it the Motor City? Yeah, they, mm. we still pass plenty of... Uh, you call them the Moped City because they have them uh, elect- electric uh, scooters. But you guys didn't want to do that. You were, you were, you were feared. Of we were feared. The mo- we were. That's because that one dude came flying by, and he was probably going a good 30 miles per so, hour. Biggie, they have... Just electric scooters sitting on the side on the sidewalk in random spots. You walk up to it, you put your card in, you just fly off on the scooter and you drop it wherever you want and then just walk away. Yeah. They have those in Arizona. They're pretty cool. Yeah, they actually have them in St. Albans. Really? Yeah, it's coming up in the world here. Let's all go to St. Albans and try it so we're ready for Detroit next Hell time. Hell no, we got to try it in, uh, in an unfamiliar territory. St. Albans has Flint, Michigan water, and they also have scooters. Exactly. So it's kind of combined. It's like a little Detroit then. But anyway, uh, we ended up hoping it. We walked all the way over to Hockey Town, USA, which was uh, highly recommended. And why did we go there? What was the highlight of that? That establishment. I had a few Detroit, uh, what do you call them? Detroit, Detroitonians? What are they called? Detroits? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. A <laughs> uh, few uh, Detroit residents said, go to Hockey Town. They were raving about the uh, ice bar and the mini Zamboni yep, going yep. across the bar. We get there, we sit down, we couldn't sit at the bar. We talked to the waitress, and she's like, that's been gone for over a decade. Yeah, so highly disappointed, and we were immediately, like, it was still a cool place. They had a lot of the memorabilia up, and uh, for those uh, who subscribe to our YouTube channel, there is a half-hour video of our entire trip kind of condensed down, Uh, and we got, you know, a little bit of Hockey Town USA in there, and you know, we sat down after kind of taking in, uh, you know, the sights and sounds of the area. It's right across from uh, really all the stadiums. Ford Field. And then I'm so disappointed that the Pistons place is now Little Caesars Arena. <laughs> like, that's so intimidating. But Little Caesars is made. They're hot and ready. Right in Detroit. But it's got awful. What did we get to eat at Hockey Town? We all, for whatever reason, got Nashville hot chicken. Why did we do that? I don't know. How do you eat Nashville chicken when you're in Detroit? Because the waitress said it was the best thing on the menu. But you just went in and 
No, what but, do you recommend? We did, but to be, to be clear, there was nothing on the menu that's like, oh, this spells Detroit. Yeah, there was nothing. All they had was like that and burgers, so there was no this like... real base. There was no signature dish was like, oh, that smells Detroit. So like, we just got that, something different, and mine was way overcooked. I think theirs was, so there was no possibility of salmonella. However, Definitely it was not. spoiled or something because I puked my guts out that night without alcohol-related. Yeah, and that's that's unfortunate. Uh, we uh, so we had the Nashville chicken, not really enjoying it. Um, had a couple of brews, you know. Yeah. I actually partake. Uh, they weren't bad in, in alcohol for the first time. That was the best time. part. What and, ten and, months? Yeah, and uh, I don't remember much of this, so it is good. We did record a lot of it, so I can kind of go back and relive it. So we go over to the stadium. Your thoughts on Cam- uh, Comerica Park? So walking in, the design of Comerica Park is outstanding. It's awesome. You have the huge concrete tiger where everyone gets a picture made, but you also have the tigers up on top of the stadium, you know, and the, all the, the Detroit bats. old English Ds. And like, as soon as you walk in, the, uh, when you get your bags checked and all that, you have Ernie Harwell, the statue right there on the entrance. I don't know if you saw that. Yep, yep. The Hall of Fame announcer. Uh, we sat in left uh, left center, right where all the statues were. Yeah, we were, they were under all, the statues, under the brick wall. It's got the retired numbers. All amazing. Yep. So I feel like the stadium was kind of a big stadium. So to me, uh, why are you signing Javi Baez, a guy who's going to strike out 37% of the time? Uh, you, need a, you need a line drive, like contacts guys for this team, just like Coors Field needs sinker ballers times 12. So – Overall, though, stadium was nice. They had a merry-go-round in there, which uh, was kind of different. You know the picture you I that? saw there? Uh, I didn't see the merry-go-round. I don't know if you took a picture of it, but I saw one. Uh, is it Miggy for the Triple Crown? had this big chair. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, that, that was, was amazing. Cool. Yeah. So we all sat in a Miggy chair. Um, and I had ice cream in a Miggy he did, chair. He did. He did. Ice cream. Ice so cream. Detroit has a uh, mer- – no, mer- what was Carousel? Yeah, well, with, Mary with, Girl, with tigers instead yes. of the horses, correct? That's and then they had a uh, Ferris wheel with baseballs for the seats. Yes, yes, I I uh, was kind of, and that's inside the stadium. That is not like out in the plaza area. That is inside the gates. So, stadium alone, I will definitely go back. I was impressed with the stadium. Now the team, not so much. The they Blue got J- smoked. Blue Jays had like five home runs. <laughs> the Tigers lost ten to nothing when we left. So your Central Division surprise winner, Detroit Tigers, were less than. Yes, they, they're continuing their losing ways as of late. But throw in the damn towel. But to, at, Toronto, uh, well represented in our section. I felt like it was probably 80% Toronto Blue Jays fans. Yeah, we had 80% Blue Jays fans, and the accent was strong. We interviewed a few Tigers fans in front of us, but they didn't have any teeth, so it was hard to understand. Oh, yeah, they were rough. The Tigers fans in front of us, they were, they were there, but, you know, it was hard to kind of you know, understand. So I can remember this from living in that area when I was a lot younger. Now this is early 90s when the Blue Jays were really good. Went to an Oakland A's game down there and a couple of Blue Jays games, and I don't know if it's the proximity to Canada, but – even at the A's game, Blue Jays fans just swarm the stadium. Yeah, I mean, they just come across from Windsor, eh, and just uh, take in Look. the sights and sounds of the old ballpark. <laughs> what was insane was they said their drive was six hours, and ours was six hours from West Virginia. So they had a little bit of a drive to get there for being Toronto fans. But I guess for me, seeing all the Canadian TV shows and the and the rhetoric and the stereotypes – the dudes that sat behind us had the accent, and 
like literally it couldn't have been any worse than the stereotypes I've ever seen. Yeah, and I didn't make things better because I did kind of taunt them throughout. No, the- you were taunting them. Yeah. Immediately within like two minutes, we're on poutine. Yeah, we were talking about poutine. I was like, what's all that about? And you know, they're like, hey, wait a minute, guy. You can't say that. I just want to know how deep did you go? You start talking letter Kenny or no? Uh, maybe a little. Again, okay. I don't remember. But They it was- talked about how uh, the uh, malt vinegar. Oh, yeah. I asked them. Uh, I said, what do you guys think about you know us Americans not having the malts vinegar? And this is how I said it. We don't have the malts vinegars on all the tables down here, eh? And they're like, what? What do you mean you don't have it? You know, and then Warner like steps in, like oh, I kind of like malt vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> Not only just, that, Warner was like, "What the f is poutine?" And then he was like, "What is that? Cottage cheese?" Yeah, he he assumes that cheese curds are cottage cheese for. And we're some like, reason. it's nothing like that. But yeah, that that was beside the point. We got into a rain delay. We started walking around, and then we decided to ask everybody who Captain Caveman was. So if you're listening to the podcast, you know, send us a message and let us know if you rock with Captain Caveman because nobody in Detroit knew. Now, for whatever reason, it wasn't just Canadians. We were talking to guys from the UK and Germany, and I it was an international flair there. The German dudes were amazing. Yes. So we, we, there's like two 20... 20-something-year-old German dudes, and we're like, we stopped them, because we don't know the German. Mm-hmm. And we're like, do you know who Captain Caveman is? And they're like, no, 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 we're from Germany. And we're like, all right. And they're like, we're, we're always trying to figure out where they're from. They're, they're from the South. And then they're like, well, we're like, what are you doing here? And they're like, just drink the beer. <laughs> Cause, cause, and like, I'm like, I don't even know what South Germany is, yeah. really. But that's okay. We're, uh, we'll just roll with it. But it was very, very diverse crowd, which is yes. amazing. Yes. It was the weirdest dynamic I've ever been a part of at a baseball game. All right. So not to spend too much time on Detroit. It was great. We recommend that you guys go take it in. But then where did we go after the stadium that left us highly disappointed? Oh, Mom's Spaghetti. Not, uh, we went to M&M's Mom's Spaghetti right there in downtown Detroit. Walk-up window. and uh, in, a, in an alley. Yeah. Uh, the line was long. A, a dimly lit alley that we're sitting there in Detroit and uh, got a spaghetti sandwich. Yeah, and they serve it in takeout Chinese boxes. Yep, and it was – I ate it because I, I had the stumbling drunk hungers, and it was I good. had the spaghetti sandwich when they, they gave me more, like, thick bread and not a lot of spaghetti. Then I yeah. saw the people who ordered spaghetti, had a tub full of spaghetti. <laughs> Just like uh, a Chinese takeout box of spaghetti. It was bad. I mean, like, Warner ordered two meals because they couldn't understand him. He, and gave he, it, he fed the homeless. He fed the homeless, but the homeless wanted crack, and we had a dispute there, but we lived through it. Yeah, we got away. So this mom's spaghetti was established in, like, 1997. Or I don't know. I got to look it up. But I, the whole, the, our, the whole our, purpose of it is because Eminem's poor, and he's trying to say that's what his mom served him was just rice and, or not rice, noodles and sauce. And that's yeah. all it was. Yeah, I, but it was still $12. Uh, and then uh, for whatever reason, our buddy Drew, uh, he he was talking it up the whole way. And then we just happened to see it. And we're like, well, when in Rome. Because they were still know. open, though. Yeah, they, and they were open. So they were right. they, they fulfilled the need. And then we wrapped up there, left, went to Port Clinton, limited out on our walleye. We got freezers full of fish. So Amen. fish fry in the future, right? Absolutely. The food scene in Detroit, or sorry, Port Clinton was way better than Detroit. Yeah. And uh, we actually went to places that we hadn't been before. So yep. it was still it was a good time. Enjoyable. Good, it good time. saved the whole trip. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it made $5 gas prices not feel as bad because we had a damn good time. Amen. But we're back, and next year we're talking about uh, maybe spending a day in Cleveland instead of Detroit. We're going to alternate depending on the schedules, but yeah, we'll check it out. 
And I, we've never been to a Guardians, uh, the stadium there. So oh, I'm going to wear my Andean's hat. We'll definitely Chief get Wahoo, in trouble there. And I'm actually going to wear the 99 Rick Vaughn jersey. So you can suck it, listeners, if you don't like it. I'm going to give me a Doran jersey. You should. Just get in front of the damn ball. What is this old white bullshit? But uh, real quick, I'm heading to Wrigley on Friday. You are. So me and Drew, from we went to the trip up there in Detroit. Uh, never been to Wrigley. We're heading there, and the Braves are playing the Cubs. And I haven't checked the score, but we're currently uh, going for the 14th straight win. I hope it's still intact. Mm. But we're going to go to Harry Curry's restaurant. We're Challenge gonna, the A's streak. Yeah, exactly. We're going to go to the uh, Harry Curry's restaurant. We're going to a day game, and then we're going to get the hell out of Wrigley in Chicago before I lose my f- skull. Hey, <laughs> you got to swing by the Michael Jordan statue, take a picture, and have a steak and Iron Mike's. We should. So, so many activities. Yeah. So many activities. But, no, I hope you have a great time. Uh, again, guys, check out our YouTube page. we got a video up there. It's a half hour long. I get it. But you can skip through to some fun parts on there. Uh, you can kind of see what our life is like when we decide to get out of our four walls. And then, uh, Mr. Brown, man, have a great time in Chicago. Do the same thing. Capture some of it. Share it. Go live. Do something, man. You got uh, Your baseball group is uh, blowing up, man. Who joined today? Marquise Grissom. Marquise Grissom, man. You got you got the the Hall of Fame getting built over there in your uh in Dude, your I'm telling you right now, if we had, if we had a game going on, it would be better than a, a Hall of Fame game in Cooperstown. We would have a better team playing against each other than what they do on TV. All right, cheap plug for America's pastime for the love of baseball. You can go find that group on Facebook. It is growing with major league players by the day and uh Kurt Schilling had some kind words to share with Marquise Grissom uh, once he came in. and uh, it Yeah, was, it was a welcome post, and Schilling chimed in and said, listen, I ain't welcoming that bastard. I can never get him out. I feel like he was 20 uh, for 15 against me. <laughs> I can never get him out, so the hell with him. That's good shit. That's that's what we'd like to see. And that's, what's, that's what you're going to see if you interact with that group. So, guys, make sure you go to follow. All right, last week when we talked, you know, we're sitting there looking at the NBA Finals. We had some uh, conversation around Draymond Green that I kind of regret after his performance following. But regardless of all those things, tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening to the podcast, is Game 6. And I think at the beginning, some of us said it was going to go six games. I think, Mr. Brown, you said seven. I actually thought it was six, but I was trying to be different. Okay. Well, it still could go seven. Um I honestly, now at this point, I think Celtics do win the next game. It's I, at home. I think it'll go seven. And then the Warriors close it out in seven. My, my only thought is, like, I, I saw that Jason Tatum has set the NBA record for turnovers in a postseason. He's fighting Draymond for it, right? Uh, he's not fighting anybody. He is single-handedly, uh, just destroying everybody. He just passed LeBron James for that. But if you look through the history of it, like the top five guys on there, or it's like him, LeBron, think about it. To have that many turnovers, you've got to be a finals. Yeah. You got to be a guy handling the ball, but you know, you don't want to, you don't want to do that. And then lose a game to where the Warriors shot nine for 40 from downtown. It was nine for 40, and Steph Curry didn't make a three for the first time in four years. Uh, 200 plus games. Yeah. And it didn't matter. So you had a game where you shot better from the three point line, you had more rebounds, you made more free throws. The only thing you had more of was turnovers, and you still (laughs) lost by 10. 
Yeah, and, and like the amount of shots, the war the Warriors weren't like they didn't win the offensive rebounding glass. Uh, it wasn't any of that. It was just Boston turned the ball over, and the Warriors made more shots. But they just happened to be two point shots. So don't tell me you can't win inside the arc because you only made nine threes, even though you shot it forty times. But all that being said, Andrew Wiggins looks like the second best guy on the Warriors right now. He's had a huge series, and I think Curry's still your MVP if they hold the line and win. But, man, what can you say about Wiggins so far? He's been the guy to step up. Draymond's played like complete ass. Clay finally had a good game in game five. He had like 21 points. I think he was, yeah, uh, he was solid. 5-11. His first good game of the series, really. Steph's off game. He played as bad as he did. Wiggins played well again. I think Wiggins is averaging like 17 points and nine rebounds in a series or something crazy like that. Game four, he had 17 points. What do you have, Isaac? 15 rebounds? 16 rebounds? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. That was on Friday. Yep. Uh, I saw the meme about where I posted it on our page where you got Clay mad in the background, Steph smiling, and he's staring at Wiggins, and Clay's yeah. in the background like, what about me? It's the jealous girlfriend so, meme. It's so true, this series. Yep. Uh, so Wiggins, it's kind of his moment. I guess it's coming out party. It is. And, and you know what? For a guy who was left for dead in Minnesota to see where he's at and, and contributing. And, and, you know, oh. it does show that Draymond was right. We don't need Kevin Durant, you know, and they're, they're showing it right now. Well, two things about Wiggins. One, if you remember, he was the first guy when LeBron was going to Cleveland. Oh, we got Andrew Wiggins. Now get him the hell out of here. I want Andrew or I want Kevin Love. So he gets traded to Minnesota. He plays well there. Somehow Minnesota decides that D'Angelo Russell is as good as Andrew Wiggins. The The Warriors robbed them blind there. Uh, the Warriors know how to wheel and deal. Look at the players they have. Uh, Gary Payton, developmental. Jordan Poole. They are very good at developing like or the finding Spurs. young players. They're like the Spurs. They, yeah. they know how to find the right pieces and it's they, they're a dynasty like yep. they have. They're outside of like really bad injury years. The Warriors are always a threat to win the title. So if you take out the two injury years, so the COVID year and an injury year, you take those two out over the last eight years, you take those two out, they would have been on the finals six, the all six of the other years. And this will be their fourth title if they close it out. Yeah. And it's not necessarily over. You know what I mean? Like, well, they, no, they got James Wiseman, number two pick in the right. draft. He's, he's not. Well, he, he turns out to be something. He, he, you know what? His ass probably will. Yep. I mean, it's just the way it goes. Who knows so if they'll drag. He ain't going to be shit. He's got the same situation as uh, no, but, Thunder Thighs down in Nolans. But they'll they'll trade him for somebody else that, that thinks he's Trade the, the potential. Next. I saw the notification that James Wiseman's going to be ready for the summer league, and it was like it's breaking news. They break it in the middle of the finals. I'm like, ass clowns. How about you break it? Like, once the finals are over, no one cares right now. No one now. cares. This is like freaking Thunder Thighs. No one cares. So, <laughs> two leading Thunder stars thighs. on each team. Tatum's putting up 23 points, eight rebounds, seven assists a game in the series. Curry scoring 31 with six rebounds, five assists, shooting over 50% from the floor, just under 50% from three now after that bad game. So, they win this in six or seven, and Curry doesn't get the MVP, then it's a complete rig job. Ah, uh, he's getting it. He better get it. Hell, they're talking about him might get it if Boston wins the series. Yeah, I posted a thing in the basketball group that he there's talk about him being the first guy to win it on a losing team since Jerry West in like yep. 1969. You got it, but yeah. ah, let's not do that. If you couldn't give it to LeBron the year they lost to the Warriors, then how do you give it to Curry this year? 
I just find it – it's like Chuck Howley getting it for the Cowboys when they lost Super Bowl. How do you give it to the losing team? You can't because he wasn't valuable enough, damn it. That's, that's what it comes down to. Speaking of uh, valuable players, though, maybe the next Warriors player could be uh, Bo Cruz. Bo Cruz is an absolute baller. The Celtics need Warriors. Him in game six. Oh, that's right. He's on the war or the Celtics. I, I forgot. That's how that ended. Uh, so anyway, we're talking about the movie Hustle, and we're going to go ahead and give you some spoiler. Uh, hey, here, he so. better come out the tunnel in game six, or this series is over. He can't wear twenty two though. That's retired. But yeah. anyway, uh, you guys got a chance to watch Hustle dropped on Netflix. Adam Sandler has that deal with Netflix. We talk about it all the time. He makes movies that we kind of enjoy that are probably pretty piss poor for most people. But you know what? It's about the ride. You know, for once, he didn't move. Didn't do. He did a movie where his wife wasn't Jennifer Aniston or Salma Hayek. No, it was Queen Latifah. That, that, that just weirded me out, man. Yeah, it threw me for a loop a little bit. But nah, I think she's right. a lesbian in real life. I think so. He I liked rubbing con- her feet. I, he was on. Uh, <laughs> so I, I love Dan. Get Patrick them bunions. He, he's the best thing on radio. He's an excellent interviewer, and him and Sandman are buddies. You know, he's always in the movie. So he had Sandler on. I listened to it about a fifteen in an interview with those two before I saw the movie and then when I saw it it kind of made sense the scene where he's rubbing her feet apparently they had to do like eight nine takes on that and every time he wouldn't quit rubbing her feet she's like what the hell are you doing that's funny (laughs) but uh you know Sandler he does this every few years where he's going to make a movie that's acclaimed and and this is one of them I looked at the reviews 91% 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, right. the, the critics on Rotten Tomatoes like it. Yeah. Uh, and the ones that didn't like it are like, it's just a predictable formula, which is only like two out of the 30 they have. But the other 28 are like, you know what? When you don't make things too complicated, and you just stick to what works with a classic movie and you do good casting. I mean, Sandler was a likable guy. They made Bo Cruz a likable guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just a solid, good story. So for me... First of all, as far as this movie goes, I love the fact that they use most NBA players as themselves. You had, what's his name from the Timberwolves? Anthony Edwards. Yes. Playing the villain. He played a good yes. great villain. I was and, like, and I didn't you had realize Bo Cruz. That's who it was. Honestly, when I was watching it, because I don't watch NBA, I didn't realize Bo Cruz was an NBA player. Right. So, but the, the basketball scenes were amazing. Um, but, they- back, but back to Adam Sandler. So to me, it shows for the haters out there that. He can do whatever the hell he wants. He makes great movies when he wants to. He's he can he has range when he wants to, but the ma- majority of the time he's just bullshit with his friends and he's getting paid. Y'all are just haters because you ain't doing that. That's it. But you know what's amazing is it's it's weird. This was like an alternate universe, right? Because you had real NBA players playing themselves. You just mentioned a couple who weren't playing themselves like Kenny Smith. Like they had Shaq and Ernie and Barkley as the NBA and on they, TNT. And Kenny Smith's the Kenny Smith's this other guy. Like yeah. it was, but it was really good. Yeah. And it, it was just well done. And the fact that these NBA players got a chance to be, they had the and one guys in there for all the street ball stuff. I mean, it was, it was really well done. That's one of the things I appreciated was when they went to, how do we get them out there? All right, Dr. J let's, you know, his Dr. daughter's Jay's got this idea. It, yeah. Okay, this will that's be what got him his break. Yeah, yeah. that gets on social break, media. When they shoot it, they don't just find a bunch of actors. They actually find the and one ball. They made the movie so realistic. The thing that put it, you know, over the top for me as far as viewing and enjoying was the fact that not only did they use real NBA players for the most part, but the and one guys. They gave it a real feel, more like it was almost like you're walking watching a documentary on Bo Cruz. 
So I really enjoyed it. No, it, it was badass because then you have like you're like I got this private workout for you. You can go do this thing, and then you show up like and Trey Young. the, Young's there and <laughs> Gordon's there, and like all these ballers that's recognized in the NBA are there, and you're like you're Bo Cruz, and you're you're just hoping to get drafted, and you're supposed to maintain with these guys. Yeah, you're running this private yeah. private scrimmage with these these studs, and and you got Brad Stevens walking up like, ah, uh, damn, this Bo is good. That, that that one got me because I was like, holy shit, Brad Stevens just randomly walks up to ask about him i'm sorry I, I went back to like the dude from the uh coming to america barbershop that's what i just did right <laughs> that's <there>. all right <laughs> uh, so uh you, you recommend the movie for our sports followers out there to definitely you know check this one out i 100 recommend it yeah. and i ask it in biggie's group for those of you who've seen it don't give any spoilers what do you rate it one out of ten and the majority of them said eight which is i can respect a few sevens but that's fine too uh so I put it in there just curious, and it was overwhelmingly great v- reviews. And let's be honest, most people you know that follow a lot of our stuff are probably not the biggest NBA fans of current product. I put it know. in Biggie's group, right? But even at that, you know, it's it's not always pro. You know, twenty twenty two NBA. So the fact that it's still overwhelmingly liked, and and it's, and it is the hustle and the grind, and that's what made the movie great. So. Uh, you know, you guys always say I'm super critical. So if I'm telling you, I like it, damn it. It's gotta be a good movie, right? Two thumbs up, two thumbs up. All right. I feel like, you know, it goes, uh, without saying that, you know, we have a, a fun little meme following culture that we've built on social media, but uh, it's it's a record month for us, is it not? What is the uh, – do you got the statistics there? Do you remember what it is? I checked it today, and it was $20.2 million. In the past 28 days. Correct. So we have interacted, touched, grazed a screen of 20 million people. In the, Pretty damn impressive. Yeah. How do we turn that into internet money? Uh, you let me know. We need uh we need like some meme currency. We need, we you, just you need mean to, more internet money. We, yes, we need to start an NFT. We don't know sports NFT. I don't know how that works or what it's supposed to be, but, uh, that's what we should do. The, uh, big thing though, is we had one post, I think Biggie, you put it up, uh, our spirit animal. We always talk about how we're getting old and we, we feel like the old men that say, get off my lawn and. You had a Clint Eastwood uh, post, and it just said, 25-year-old me is, when I get old, I won't become one of those cranky old bastards who hates the youth. I think we all felt that way. Nowadays, teens dancing, doing their cringy lip syncs on TikTok, and then we feel like Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino. And you utter old man noises. Yeah. You know, there's always those different things. Even like when we were kids, you would say, oh, that's so bad. I mean, it was really good and that kind of stuff. Like we always thought we were just like popular music, right? Yeah. That didn't happen. But the other day I was listening. Lucas said, oh, no cap. And I'm like, just say no lie. Because no cap means no lie. If you're capping, you're lying. Cap and capping, they, they have a meaning. And then that's where I felt that from, because when I was younger, you always had your cool sayings and your slang, and now I'm a little older, and I'm like, there's a word for that. Use the damn word. You know what it is? All we do is steal from black culture, right? Because, you know, they would say, like, back in the 90s, like, yo, I'm in the house. And then white people start saying, I'm in the house. And then they say, I'm in the his house. So then we start saying, I'm in the his house. Then they say, I'm in the hizzy. We say, if they would say, I'm in the flippity, floppity, floopity, we'd say the same thing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's just what we do. The one that gets me at work, and a lot of them say, because I'm like the old guy now, 
in the hierarchy, it's like, uh, I bet. Yeah, you that's know? been one that Isaac son does. says it. Yeah. See, I, I, uh, I hate all that. It just makes me feel You confused. know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, but I so hate like, it. Isaac says it like he's cool. Yeah. Gotta You're not cool, Isaac. Slang. In your Bret Hart sunglasses. But anyway, a couple comments to highlight here. I found some of these pretty amusing. This, so this post itself hit like almost eight and a half million people, which is kind of cool. But um, Angel Daughtry, Daughtry uh, said, you know, I mean, you should actually see these kids when they're filming the TikToks. It looks like they're having a seizure half the damn time. And I feel like uh, Mahomes' little brother. Like, have you ever seen those videos where he's on the field and he's just doing the same thing over and over? Like, it's so much work to go into it. And they're like, all right, let me see it. And they look at it and they do it again. I mean, you know, we do this podcast in one take, damn it. One we don't have damn to do take. it a bunch of different times. That's what I think, Jackson Mahomes. When I think him, I think of like a cartoon character. Like uh, Captain Caveman. Yeah. Uh, Tara Mel said, I don't find it annoying as much as I find it extremely embarrassing, dot, 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 for them. Because, uh, you know, we all had cringe things in our past, right? Are these kids, when they get older, they're going to look back on it? Uh, you know, we had uh, Quinn Tyler said, I would agree because, uh, but then again, I think about them and me being an emo kid on MySpace as a teen, and I really don't have room to talk if you go back and look at it. Did you have MySpace when you were younger? I did not. Did Where's you? Tom? Yeah, Tom, Tom was everybody's friend. We need Tom to rescue us. He so, lets you have a song on there and everything, yeah, right? You yeah, could, and if you had too much going on in MySpace, it took forever for it to load. Yeah. I, just, I never had you, you one, You need though. to keep it simple, stupid. I had one. I never had one, though. Of course but, I did. Yeah. Then, now, did you have, like, your top eight friends? You Absolutely. So, Isaac, what are you, 17? All right, so MySpace was before Facebook. Yeah. And back in our day, so... There was no like saving people's feelings. You had yeah, it to say, was, it was amazing. You had to say who your top eight friends were on there, and people would legit be like, "What the hell, bro? How come I'm not well, in your top and eight? And then you have yeah. a drunken agreement on Saturday, and you look up Monday, and you're like, "You're off the list." <laughs> yeah, and then like you pull up somebody's MySpace page, and they're they're playing like the Hoobastank song. Yeah. I'm not a perfect person and you're like what happened last night yeah. why are they so emotional yeah that was myspace and that was tom he we just need a simpler time can we go back to myspace I like and we we didn't like do the feeling thing but my god it was much simpler it, it was much simpler with uh, the top eight friends it makes me think of a seinfeld episode where jerry's on the speed dial of his girlfriend and her stepmom or, or her mom or something like that <laughs> and one puts them on there just because the other one doesn't want them on there. That's your top eight friends. Ooh, and more my friend than they're your friend. That's right. <laughs> and, and they've had them ranked. I remember I remember arguing with Number one was a big deal. Yeah, they were like, I'm number three. I'm my number one. He's my number one. What did I got to do to get to be his number one? <laughs> you don't want to know. Exactly. <laughs> the, Reach uh, arounds. Uh, uh, Eric uh, Rovenolt uh, also said, I hated when kids were uh, doing it in pop culture when I was young, so I see no reason not to hate what today's kids are doing. Pop culture in general is just terrible. I hate to be cynical, but I kind of agree with that one. Who was this that said this? Uh, this was, uh, I don't know if he's a big fan or not, but Eric Rovenvolt, uh, that that got uh, almost 200 likes. In I was going to say, maybe y'all could run away together. Uh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like our Canadian friends. Uh, what's that about? Oh, yeah. Canada. Uh, but uh, yeah, being a cranky old bastard isn't so bad. Here's the thing. The older you get, the more it feels like that's how it should be. 
Well, and you say you're not going to be that way, and then before you know it, it's there, and you're like, damn it, I'm there. And I'm not saying like all things are bad today. It's just that the things that most find entertaining now, I just don't. Like, I don't know if the younger generations are going to appreciate the movie Hustle like we just talked about. Just like I, I don't think our parents would appreciate it either. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we're just kind of lost in limbo right now. But the one thing I can tell you that I absolutely hate right now is the freaking heat, man. What is up with the weather right now? We are in a heat advisory in West Virginia for it to be in the middle of June and to be 95. That ain't right, man. Now, it is prepping me. For my southeastern trip here coming up next week, so at least you have to appreciate these temperatures because it's just getting you ready for being this hot and then eating some Cajun food. Dude, we're gonna be on that swamp boat tour down there in Louisiana. It's gonna be in that mid nineties already, and the humidity one hundred percent. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be ninety five in New Orleans when we're down there. No, but today the heat index was one hundred eight with eighty percent humidity in West Virginia. I mean, come on, come on, and it'll get. I looked it up, so. On a rooftop today in West Virginia, black tar rooftops, you know how that is. Air temperature was 108 degrees. The temperature of the surface temp of the roof, 143. Yeah, you can uh, have that. I I worked inside an air conditioning today. That's like Middle East temps. (sighs) Durka, durka. I'm going to stop there. (laughs) All I can say is I expect these temps, this type of weather here in August, not in June. Yeah, it's like fantasy football uh, weather yep. when everybody's out here sweating their butt crack and whatnot. Just, Greg, buy some AC for the man cave. Come on. Can I'll, we get a window unit? Today is way worse than any fantasy draft we've had in the last five years. I know. That one yeah. at Warner's that one time was pretty bad. Not here. Not here, though. That's because no. you got shade. We got yeah, trees exactly. everywhere. But, uh, all right, well, we're not going to be doing a show next week. I'm going to be on the road driving through uh, the wonderful uh, heart of America Southeast. Uh, we got – so you're, you're going to Chicago. I'll be going to uh, Tennessee, Atlanta, Alabama, New Orleans, back up to Tennessee. So, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of driving there, but looking forward to it. Take lots of pictures. Lot, I've, never, yeah. I'm ne- I've never been to New Orleans, so I'm really jealous of you right now. That's all right. You know, I, I you're going to Wrigley before I am. So Yeah, uh, you live and you learn, right? I'll be there next month, though. But hopefully uh, Chicago is not nearly as hot and humid. Uh, it can't be, right? Here's what's crazy. I looked at the temp. For Saturday, the yeah. high is 69 degrees. Shut up. And fully sunny. So when we went to, we didn't even talk about this, but when we were in Detroit and Port Clinton, how, how great was the weather? And Detroit was 75. I think Port Clinton was 78. That was no phenomenal. Rain. We had a quick rain, rain delay in Detroit out of nowhere, but it was fine. But we walked around comfortably right, right, right. the entire, and no then we heat. come back to this hellhole. What, yeah. What's happening? Yeah. You've done the whole show with your hairy belly hanging out. I do have a hairy belly, everybody. Well, no, he, he's trying to rock the ab, uh, the ab that he has. The, the one, the one ab. The corners there. That's but about he's it. really hairy at the bottom, and there's no hair on his there nipples. There could be a whole six-pack here, but the forest of hair is just going to yeah. hide it forever. I'm pretty sure Laura just rubs his lower belly and just purrs. I like it when she takes a matchbook cover and just rubs it with that. Yeah. It just feels like sandpaper. Amen. But uh, on that note, you guys can have that vision like sugar plums dancing in your head this evening. Chad the Mark, Saturday night special. Listen, listen, here it is. That was me rubbing the mic on my belly. Hope you guys <laughs> enjoyed that. This has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. We hope you have a great week and a half or however long it is before we come back. We'll probably be back here in a couple Tuesdays or Wednesday from uh, next week. And uh, 
We'll have an NBA champion. We'll probably have an NHL champion if my calendar works out right. Everything should be good to go. And we'll have plenty to talk about when we come back. So enjoy your weekend. Enjoy next week. We'll see you next time. Have a great one. And bye-bye. Bye-bye.